I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. We've been hearing a lot about austerity in Europe, but austerity at the Vatican is another thing. Catholic Church officials say greater reserve is needed from the cardinals gathering in Rome to elect a new pope. And that silenced the American cardinals, the only ones who had been holding regular press conferences ahead of the conclave. You see, the cardinals are sworn to secrecy about the whole process. And once the conclave begins, probably next week, they'll be stuck behind closed doors until a new pope is chosen. Reporter Megan Williams was given a rare glimpse of what that will be like. The bells of St. Peter's chime at 10 o'clock on a crisp, sunny morning. And a special Inside the Vatican tour of key locations of the coming conclave is about to get underway. Okay, we'll be moving on. Our guide is Benedict Steinschulte of the Pontifical Council for Social Communication. He leads us up a small incline to the Santa Marta complex. This is where 115 princes of the church, the cardinals who will elect the new pope, will stay for the duration of their conclave. The long, low, rather plain edifice was constructed in the 1990s under the pontificate of John Paul II. Stein Schulte says it's a vast improvement over previous conclave accommodation. Because I think in the conclave in 1978, in summertime, it was not so comfortable. For every ten old men, only one bathroom. Now each room comes equipped with its own bathroom. It's not luxury, but it's a good material, I would say. No? Single it's, bed? These are rooms for, for single persons. What the rooms don't have, says Steinschulte, are radios and TVs. That's because Vatican law dictates that during the conclave, the cardinals have to remain cut off from the rest of the world. But the complex does have a large dining room and a cafe, so the cardinals can have an espresso or cappuccino to stay alert for their deliberations. And, of course, there's a chapel. Steinschulte points to where he witnessed the cardinals heading to the last conclave. I remember the cardinals walking to the 16th chapel. They took this way. Some walked on foot, the younger ones, the older ones in a small bus. They blocked the traffic here. For half an hour, they walked there, and then life was normal again. On foot, we take the same route the cardinals soon will. A five-minute stroll past a Vatican gas pump, around a roundabout, and up a slight incline to the side entrance of the building where the Sistine Chapel is. The chapel itself is located up five flights of stairs. Since 1455, cardinals have been climbing those stairs to vote under the splendid ceiling painted by Michelangelo. Today, they have the option of an elevator. A short minibus ride through the Vatican Gardens to the top of Vatican Hill takes us to the convent where the now Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, will be living in retirement in a few months. The building is still being renovated. Workers are busy hauling bricks and trimming hedges. This is the convent for the Pope. And it'll be just the Pope in there? or he, he... The, the Pope and the, the four ladies, the housekeepers and the secretaries, and his personal secretary. Not to mention Benedict XVI's beloved cats. The convent is attached to a medieval wall with giant cacti and flaming red bougainvillea growing up its side. It's a narrow brick, three-story structure with a trellised rooftop balcony offering the retired pontiff a view to die for. St. Peter's Cupola, the Sistine Chapel, 
and one other special building. Look, if you go a little bit to the left-hand side here, you'll see the roof of the Apostolic Palace. The Apostolic Palace, where the next pope will be living. In between, our guide points to the elaborate Vatican Gardens, where Benedict will soon spend time strolling and quite possibly stopping to exchange greetings with his successor. The first time that two popes meet in this setting, quietly making history under the bright Roman sunshine. For The World, I'm Megan Williams in Vatican City.